Hello and welcome to the Perfectly Imperfect Duo with Sari and Lily. I've just realised that I always say that. Maybe you should introduce us next time. I'm thinking people wondering, I'm not the boss. This is an equal podcast. <laughs> it's the controllingness of me that I still, I still hold on to that little controlling. Right, come on. I'm in charge. <laughs> I love it. Be in charge. You can, you can do it. I, I expect it, so I'm very happy. I, I feel like you are a slight more in charge here, you know? And so I'm like, and I'm often control, like still in charge. So it's actually really lovely for me. I'm like, I think I feel like, oh, Sari's, Sari sends the link. Sari does the, I love Well, that. I'm definitely, definitely not in charge. <laughs> so today's podcast is all about um, when we're in a situation where we're wanting to heal, we're wanting to feel better, fix ourselves, whatever we call it, and we become almost a bit obsessed with that, looking for the answer, looking for um, wanting to know what to do, if you like. So we're going to talk a bit about that, because I think that's something that probably we've both experienced at some point. And I know we've both worked with lots of people who will find themselves at some point in that position. Mm-hmm. I think when we first start to hear something, so we start exploring something and it resonates. So, for example, when I came across the three principles and something started, started to resonate and it felt like, wow, this this could be it. This, this understanding could be the, the change that I've been searching for for many, many years. And I can then remember at that point becoming a bit obsessed with it because understandably we, if we feel there's light at the end of the tunnel and we can feel better, we want to, we want it to hurry up and we want to get there quick. and We want to, um, you know, get busy fixing if you like. And that's where this understanding is a little bit of a contradiction in a way, because it is certainly a way of healing through understanding and has been for me and I know for you as well Lily and you can talk about yourself in a moment but also that there isn't anything to do there's just more to see and so we can't hurry it up we can't somebody asked me actually yesterday I think um oh it was just a question on insta how do you get an insight how can you make sure you get insight. So when we're talking about insights, we're talking about seeing something from a different perspective that changes the way that you think and then therefore the way that you feel. And this is an example of really what we're talking about here is that, oh, okay, how do I get these insights? These insights are changing people's lives. How do I get one? But the minute we try, the minute we try to get one, we're taking ourselves more likely away from it because insights and shifts in the way we see things come with a quieter mind so the minute we find ourselves kind of going oh I don't know the answer to that that's good because with that not knowing comes a quiet mind and then something new for us to see um so yeah, I'll stop talking now, Lily. Spoken a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's that sort of seeing that we're trying too hard and that trying takes us away from the very thing that we're trying to get. Yes. When I think I was interesting, I had a, a new client, we had our first session, and so um, and she's healing from health anxiety. And so she 
said, um, do you think I should force myself to stop Googling and to stop checking my body? You know, cause she was using a lot of language of her husband was saying her Googling is ruining her life and ruining the family. And, um, and I said, I just, you know, she's like, but I can't stop. I can't. I said, I just wanted to gently and her and I have pretty good rapport. Um, even though it was the first session we've known each other on Instagram said, stop saying that, <laughs> you know, one, like we don't want, healing to be serious, you know? So, and you would talk me to say until now. So I said to her in a light way until now I Googled a lot. So I said, to me, it really is the spirit that we're wanting to do things in. And so our healing, we don't want it to be serious. So if it felt light where you said, "Hmm, maybe I'm not going to Google fine, but I wouldn't even add the seriousness of now I'm going to not Google. I'm not going to let myself check because that's not, that's not the spirit. That's not the energy that we want to be in to have insights because what I love that you said the quiet mind, because that's what we're looking for. And in a quiet mind, our feelings go up, our wisdom goes up and, and we don't need to put pressure. And that's why a lot of people, um, have that come to work with me have before maybe been kind of forcing themselves to do things, whether it's like what they'll call exposures or I don't know, mm-hmm. kind of like white knuckling it. And, and, mm-hmm. and there are so many roads to healing, but what almost everybody that comes to me, they like intellectually understand anxiety or OCD or panic, but they don't know it deeply. They don't know. They don't. Um, and so when we put too much pressure, it doesn't move to that deep knowing and to getting mm-hmm. those insights. And, and it's really possible to be light about it and to be, um, to not take it so seriously, even though we can be sincere about wanting to heal and wanting to feel better. Um, I really do caution against the seriousness. And even for her, I told her, um, you know, watch 10 minutes of a video read for 10 minutes and then the rest just enjoy your life. You know, um, it can be too much of a good thing for me. I came across you, you introduced me and you had, it was part of the genius of like, it was like a 30 minute video. And I didn't even, eventually I did start researching the principles, but something in your message, I, I heard what my takeaway was, I was already doing too much. I'd already been obsessed. So, so, cause I am in a way, a rule follower. I thought, well, I'm not going to do too much here. So I didn't actually do too much. And it wasn't until I started sharing the principles that I really did. And I had, when I was first, you know, with you, I just watched your video and, and I didn't, I didn't do too much. And then slowly I'd, you know, read a book or something, but I didn't, um, I didn't do too deep of a dive, um, because I saw how good it started to feel to do less, um, and then the one I started to share it as a coach a few years after that, I did start to become obsessed because, and that's when I even started working with you again. You're like, how are you reading? Are you highlighting? Because then I was like, I need to be the best coach ever. And I, and then I started to not feel good. I started to burn out because I would obsessively listen um, to podcasts, to three principles, reading every book. And I had another client who's like my mentee and she joined the three principles global community and then also started being obsessed. So sometimes it's, it's, it's so well-intentioned either. I want to heal and I want to be quickly, or I want to share this. Um, And I would hear it very early on in my coaching career. Sometimes it'd be clear, no more three principles. And I would be like, um, oh, because 
my desire to it was coming, I think, from this insecurity. Um, and whether it's an insecurity to heal or this, like, it, um, I don't know, I'll be quiet too, but I think, yeah, that's, um, there's no judgment. So if you're noticing that you're, you know, the kind of this, um, the desire between consume, like behind mm -hmm. consuming information is coming mm -hmm. from that feeling of urgency. That to me is just like a little, a little love letter, a little tap that's like, Hey, I don't really yeah. want to be guided by that anymore. Let me be mm -hmm. guided by this slow, this quiet of knowing I'm just like curious of, can I hear something new? And then also can en enjoy my life. Like the, the patience, the humor, the lightness, that's the yeah. spirit to me yeah. that, that is conducive for how you're going to live the rest of your life. Because we, that's, what's wonderful to me about the principles is we keep deepening understanding and someone doesn't always have to stay in the principles, but it's not like, let me do this sprint and get everything and go on in my merry life because mm -hmm. Yeah. There's always more to say, isn't there? There's always. And I think it's important really to, to mention that even with a busy, chaotic, panicked, anxious mind, you can still have insights because there are moments, moments where those thoughts will drop, although it doesn't feel like it. There are moments where we do get a quiet mind. Um, you know, the wonderful example, is it George or is it George or Jack Pranskett talk about the brass bands and the flu? Is oh, it... yeah, Jack, I think. Jack, is it? And, you know, so the example there is that if you think about your anxious thoughts and your panicked thoughts are like a big, loud bass drum, your wisdom and the knowing that helps you see things different, that helps you feel better is like a flu. And the flu is really calm and gentle and wise and knowing and yet when we're listening to the loud brass band, the anxious thoughts, it's as though the flute has stopped and we can't hear that and it's not there anymore. It hasn't stopped. It's just that the loudness of the drums has taken over. The loudness of the anxious thoughts has taken over. And yet, even if it's for a millisecond where the drummer lifts their hand before they put it back down, there is a moment there where you can hear that flute again. So you can still get insights because I think sometimes people feel disheartened, like, well, I'm not going to understand or get insights because I'm too anxious right now. But the fact of the matter is that you will find that you'll have more insights with a quieter mind. But that doesn't mean that you won't start to have insights right, right away when you're exploring if your mind is particularly busy. Yes, yes. Well, I love that you brought that up because sometimes for me, I mean, there's, there's so many ways to have insights, you know, and I also think we're sometimes not the best judge, like, oh, my, my head's really quiet, you know, or it's really noisy. Um, my, my mind is so much quieter than it was. Um, I had a very noisy mind and I think I also, I was listening for helpful information. I wasn't just listening out of curiosity for it. Like I was like, I couldn't even hear Sid, you know, when I, I was like, this is, I literally was, and I know he has a Scottish accent, but like, I can understand him perfectly now in the headspace that I was, I was like, no, no, no for Sid. You know, I was like, <laughs> what are you speaking of, you were talking about nothing that relates to me. I was like, someone just talked to me about anxiety and panic. And that was you. So then other people, I'm like, this is nonsense. 
And it still changed my life. Like I was probably listening with my intellect with a noisy mind for you to tell me, here's how you're going to have less panic and less anxiety. And it still changed my life. And then later on, I was like, my mind was quieter and I listened to and, you know, Dickon and, and I'm like, Oh, you know, all these insights, but at first, Mm -hmm. and that was okay. You know, that was just where I'm at. And I still had insights that changed my life. And now they're just deeper. Um, I think that's why as well with this understanding that people, when you talk about healing or feeling better, people expect like to have this big light bulb moment where suddenly everything changes. And it's like, wow, now I'm living my life. And it might be like that for some, but it definitely wasn't like that for me. It was a very continuous, consistent, subtle changes over time that actually sometimes it would only take me to look back and go, oh, wow. Do you remember when I used to do that? Or, you know, even recently going on, um, going on a cruise, I used to go on cruises a lot. And every time I would go, I would have anxiety and I'd be overthinking and I'd be like, I'd be checking which ports we stop at if there's hospitals nearby in case I need it I'd be doing all of that and even just recently going on one it was when I was on it I was like oh wow remember what I used to be like like having now having such a different experience and so it is very subtle over time and the way that the brain works that looks for kind of problems is a problem solving mechanism that if we try and reflect sometimes oh how am I doing the brain will automatically go and look for well, you still need to do more of this. You still need more insights. You still, as opposed to, these are small, subtle changes that over time become big. Like, so so for me, it was like very subtle changes over time. So then suddenly get to a point where I was able to say, wow, my life is vastly different. Yes. Yeah. I love that you brought that up because people have, I have some clients, yeah, who have insights and everything starts to change. And some people they don't, just as you said, they're like, they don't know if they've had insights, but then when they recount, they're like, oh, well, actually this and this and this. Um, mm-hmm. And there's no one's doing it over, t- like there's no wrong way. You know, I noticed bigger shifts initially in some areas, but like for me, driving anxiety was probably a really big driving factor for me. And I did, my experience did change so much just from coming into you and understanding the principles Um but there was still this like little bit of driving anxiety um, and, and other areas like health anxiety. I never even intended to work on it. It just flew away. And I don't know what I'm like, I would look back as just gone. Like I never, ever spoke about health anxiety. I never, but just through this understanding, but I think some of it, because I was so focused on driving anxiety, there was, I mean, I was felt like I was 90% in a great place or then 95, but even it was almost like once I stopped working on it, then sometimes it was like, would, you know, I think it was like two or three years ago, I'd just been doing something with Michael Neal, nothing about anxiety. And I, I couldn't really participate much. It was at eight and I drive my kids and I sometimes have to just bring it in the shower and go about my day. And I went to, to see my friend. And she lives about 45 minutes from me. And so I was going on on Saturday and I'm like, something feels different. And then I'm like, oh, I never even thought about this drive, you know, but I had it, my driving anxiety, I didn't have driving anxiety, but I didn't even realize that there was until it was gone. I'm like, I never, because before I, even though I wouldn't have had at all any driving anxiety, if I was doing that drive, I guess I just would have had some more thinking about it. And also like 
going to be night when I come back and not in a, not in a big way, but I was so excited. I'm like, I have had no thinking about this drive. And I had this, <laughs> I want there to be something where I drive like two or three hours. And then not to be woo woo and weird, like then the universe, I was like checking its old email and my friend was turning 40 and, um, in Ojai. And so I was like, and it was the next weekend. So it was like, here is your opportunity to drive oh. two or three hours. And I was so excited. And, and really since then, like just those few years ago, but I had had not driving day, but still thinking about driving sometimes. But like, then it was like, once I, I don't, you know, that last little bit. And now I like actually enjoy driving, which is weird. Um, and I went to see my sister for Palm Springs, um, a few weeks ago and, you know, seven years ago, she had to fly down and we'd have to drive. And it was all these complicated, I just drove off and it was funny. I was listening to something with Mark Howard and, and I actually enjoyed it. And it was the week after. And I said that I had this feeling, I'm like, I'm craving something. What is it? I'm like, I'm craving a long drive. Um, because (laughs) it was very pleasant to have those three hours and, and I don't want to say it in a disheartening way because really coming into the principles, you know, very quickly for me, gave me a drastically improved experience driving and really did take away my panic um, or my fear of the panic. But I, but it just continued to deepen. And then it was like many years later, but, but, I, but I'm not saying that in like any bad way, because there were some times when I enjoyed it, but there was still some thinking and that was kind of a ramble, but like. I didn't, there also wasn't pressure. I didn't even know that was really on offer that like, I would yeah. truly uh, return to when I really used to enjoy driving and it was no big deal. Yeah. Um, I think you I was, make a really valid point there as well about the principles in that more often than not, when people continue to explore, they realize there is, they realize that they can access or certainly I realize I can access feelings and experiences in life that I never believed were possible and was actually okay with that. It might not be possible because I just accepted that if I can get rid of this really debilitating anxiety, I'll be all right. And I wasn't expecting big things for myself. I was expecting, I just wanted to manage if you like, whereas didn't realize that what I would get from it actually is coming to a point where I could thrive and enjoy the ups and downs dare I say it of life and you know I, like here I am with a with another baby after thinking there's no way I could have a child and all of these things that I just would never ever have thought possible and and, and as I say wasn't actually that fixated on getting these things I just accepted you know after having um Maya and being really postnatally anxious I think well I just have to accept I'm just going to have one child and just be grateful for that that I'm just not built that way I'm just not cut out that way and yet here I am now with a baby. I'm tired. I'm exhausted, and but I'm not anxious, and I'm I'm great, you know. So it's it it can often give you way more than you ever ever expected. Oh yes, it, it really can. Um, and I guess sometimes I also wish that people could see into my mind and my experience and how imperfect it is, you uh-huh. know. Because I still have a bunch of nonsense thoughts, you know, most of the time, I'd say, honestly, 90% of the time, I really am in a good feeling in a quiet head, but, but like, uh, how do I even try to like, it's not like if I have an unpleasant experience, like a 100% of me is like peace and love, and this is great. And I'm present. Like yeah. I still 
bunch of nonsense like oh you know Lily honestly at the moment I would say my balance is I'm spend more time in my head now than I than I do at peace since having the baby since not sleeping very much still not sleeping very much trying to do a pretty much run a full-time business in two days all of that I spend a lot of time caught up in my head at the moment but the difference is is like that's okay now I'm not scared of it I don't think oh god why are you feeling low today again what's wrong with you why have you cried like if I cry every day not at the moment not crying every day but I have had weeks where I'm crying every day and I'm tired and it's like I don't it, it just doesn't mean anything it's like it's okay all it is is a sign to just try and get more sleep be patient with yourself lower your expectations maybe you're expecting too much of yourself so the difference is is that it's not about oh like you said getting to a hundred percent of the time where you feel peaceful it's that you know that will increase over time but then there might be something in your life where you are you know unwell or sleep deprived or whatever where it feels like that balance tips again but for me, that experience of that is that this the balance hasn't tipped like it did before. To me, this is just a human experience that I'm totally okay with. Yes. I love that you said that because I've definitely running my business has had ebbs and flows of being more in my head, but I don't take it to mean anything about my well-being and my mental stability. I have much more patience too. I think actually what we are what we were talking about. And it was the first time that I went back to work with you as my, my mentor and my, my coach after running my business, I remember I felt burned out. And so we had about eight or 12 sessions and Mm -hmm. then, and also I didn't, it was helpful. I got out of my way, but I remember it was, I think it was literally like three months later. And I'm like, I feel like myself. And I said, that was a long time, but also I didn't feel horrible because I just, I didn't feel like I was firing on all cylinders. There was, I think that was probably my first experience of for lack of a better word, burnout, um, in starting, you know, I was still a school psychologist, um, and I was the lead school psychologist. So still really juggling and then really, um, coming at being a coach in a kind of obsessive wanting to be the best way. So for, I didn't even realize it during those three months. I just didn't, I didn't have my spark really. I didn't feel like I was energetic, but I was fine with it. I had this understanding and it was, I said, Oh, that was a long time. And you said, but was it? And it was interesting because I thought, yeah, who am I to say that was a long time? But I didn't obsess. I just was like, I had no idea. And then it was me and I was fully good. At, I was fully like, and now I've ebbed and flowed in terms of falling back into, I never have had like a burnout that bad, mm-hmm. but where I'll get irritated. I actually even had an altercation like on Friday because I was just going, um, and it was a, a mountain biker and he was kind of a dick anyways, but whatever. And so then he did, <laughs> oh, you're going. And I said, fuck you. Fuck you! To it. And he got off his bike, and I'm like, I will fight you. I was like, I'm taller than you. Like, I was like, punch me in the face. Like, but I was so mad. Um, but then, then he we had this little thing. Um, and my my other friend who's on a hike, she's like, you didn't even, you don't have a bell because he was coming down all crazy. But I used it as a wake up call. I said, oh wow, I have been. Um, but I also didn't want to get. I had it going in my head. It kept saying, you said fuck you, you said fuck you, you said fuck you. Like you're really angry. So I was like, I can use it as a signal. I have been getting too serious, but I don't have to make it be a big deal. Like, and so I did have some of the looping thoughts about it, like this temptation to be like, look at where you are and this is horrible. And also it's like, no, I don't have to hop on that bus. Like it's, 
it's fine. And then I've actually felt like I've had a really great week, you know, and I notice it. Um, cause I think I have this also desire that like, you have to be perfect. And, and, but it's interesting, um, because when I haven't been as in my head about my business, I actually find like, I have, this is a tangent and I'll be done with it. I would find that like, I would have a desire to like have a drink at night, like during the week and then mm-hmm. not on the weekends. And I'm like, Oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah. And so now even just this week, it's less, it's like, Oh, whatever. I'll have a glass of tea, you know, or like, Oh, I'll have a sip of a drink, but I'm not like, let me finish the drink to quiet my mind. But I think I also try, I'm not, I hear, I have the chatter about how I could be perfect and I just see it for what it is. And so mm-hmm. I know where my experience is coming from, that it's always my thoughts. I'm always in my well being, And, and it's, I can be, Michael Neal said this to me that he was uh, going to die a lovable mess. And I just love that because anytime my brain's like, oh, here you go again, working too hard or like you could be connecting with everybody more, you know, I'm like, not that I'm not going to continue to deepen my understanding, but when I just say I'm a lovable mess, that helps quiet my mind, you know, and I'm not like, there's no pressure for me. Um, And then without the pressure, I fall back into a loving feeling. And that's exactly what I'm looking for. No pressure required. Yeah. And the thing, the other thing, and we can finish up shortly, but the thing that again is important in what you've just said is that it's a reminder that it's a moment to moment to moment experience. So when you said fuck you, which just absolutely makes me just giddy inside, I wish I'd been there, <laughs> that, <laughs> that you could then ruminate on that. That, that what type of a person does that make you? Why am I agitated? Why have I let myself feel like this? I should have recognized earlier. All of that stuff. And keep yourself in that state of mind for longer. Or you can understand and know that that was your behavior based on your thoughts in that moment. And then a millisecond later, thoughts change, thoughts drop, and you can completely be back grounded and in your well-being. And I think this is partly linking back to sort of where we started with this, of people like looking for answers, wanting it to happen quick, is then seeing it as a almost like a definition, right? I am currently broken or I currently need fixing. Therefore, this is what I need to do to get better, as opposed to seeing that you change moment to moment. Your mind can get really busy and feel really overwhelming but it also gets quiet, even without you having to do anything. And so seeing that, that that's the nature of us as humans, as opposed to I'm in a bad way at the moment. You know, if someone says I'm in a bad way, it's like, feel like the majority of your experience is difficult right now, but you are not in a bad way. (laughs) Yes. And I think I love that you said that because it did feel like there was the temptation to ruminate and to be like, this was a big deal, you know? And I felt like my brain almost, it never even finished the sentence, but it was trying to show me, well, what if you just lose it? And you say, fuck you to everybody and you ruin your life. And this, is, mm-hmm. and it was like, no, you know, and I, but I did have some thoughts about it, but I didn't engage with them and I didn't do anything. And I didn't, and then I don't know, I've had a great week, but like, there wasn't, 
I didn't need to make it a bigger deal. Um, you know, and I heard Hannah Studley say something, I think Judy Sedgman said this, but about a diagnosis, she said, it's like, you're sick. You've got the flu, you have a pimple on the end of your nose and someone else gets a promotion at work because you weren't there. And then you out, you go out to, you know, get some more Kleenex and someone takes a picture of you. And they're like, this is your profile picture now forever. And you'd be like, wait, wait, no, this is, that was me on a bad day. You know, <laughs> where that's a moment in time, you know, that's not like, you know, and I often talk about it. I think sometimes people give themselves much more grace healing from something like a pimple and a physical illness. They're like, oh, my body does that. And so they don't, they don't have to get in the mix of it. And I think we have this misunderstanding and sometimes people haven't known, oh no, you're designed also to go back into balance just as, mm-hmm. you know, sure. Like have a little bit of rest for an illness, but have a little bit of rest for your little mental virus. And we don't need to no hard work required. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no doing required. And so if we, if we end this then on one final word from each other on is someone saying, I, I have to fix myself and I'm trying to, but then I can't just do nothing. I would say if you're wanting to listen and explore to the three principles, because there's something in it that you hear that you believe is going to help you, which is exactly what happened with me then I would just try and show up consistently and explore. But like you said before, Lily, and it has to be for 10 minutes here and there. The minute you find yourself getting frustrated through listening because the answers aren't coming quick enough and your insights aren't coming quick enough, that is an invite for you to press pause, stop, and just get in your life instead. You can come back to it. You can come back to it an hour later. You can come back to it a day after, a week after. If you find yourself getting frustrated and you're trying too hard, then you're taking yourself away from it. That's great advice. That's. I mean, I don't know if I'd add anything different. I just think, yeah, just listen and and if and and see how you're in a feeling, you know. And um, and there are so many wonderful people. And if you're not you know, listen to something that, that resonates or that feels good, you know? Um, and I tell you that sometimes if people are like, oh, I'm listening to your thing and there's something spiritual and it's making me have an existential thought I'm skip it, skip it. You know, um, as you said, use your feelings as a gauge. And if you're like noticing that you're not in the mindset, you know, cause sometimes I still have this drive to learn more and I'm like, and then I, it, it's, it's clear. And I just would, benefit more just from listening to a funny podcast or a book on tape. And so, um, I would just honor that because what you're looking for, you already have, you know, what Sari and I, or other people in the principles, yeah, there's going to be concepts that you might not have heard and that are going to awaken something in you, but you really already have everything in you. It's just in a, it's in a quieter mind and it's in a good feeling. And so, doing, I wouldn't discount just doing things that give you a good feeling, like listening to a, a, a funny podcast, or a, as I said, a book on tape or a movie. Um, cause yeah, I guess that would be, it is, is 
you just being in a good feeling, um, yeah. you're, you yeah. already, it's going to highlight everything that you already know. Um, mm-hmm. and so, cause you're not broken, you don't need fixing. Sometimes it's helpful to have some, some new concepts that you might not have heard, but really you're not lacking anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so that would be mine. And so often, Lily, what people say, I've heard people say, based on what you've just said there, is I don't have anything that makes makes me smile in my life. I don't have anything that brings me joy. And if that's you, my first thing would say to urge you to get curious about that and what would bring you joy. Because it's so important for us, and again, as Lily was saying earlier, to not be taking everything so seriously. And that definitely, absolutely, 100% also goes for your healing and exploration. Yes. Yeah. I've had somebody and we didn't, a, a client and, and it, we've had a few sessions and we didn't even realize that she, she doesn't do much for fun and enjoyment. She hadn't read a fiction book in like a decade. And, mm-hmm. um, and it was actually cause she thought she would get, she would get too immersed, but she's been really struggling with a lot of thoughts. And she said, when she read Harry Potter, she actually read the whole series in just a few days, but she blew it. She would be so immersed. She, she did, wasn't even aware of her thoughts. And I, mm-hmm. and I said, find some fun books, like, you know, take a pause. Um, yeah. and, but that's why sometimes I am in that state. I can't find a good Netflix show. Nothing's holding my interest. I don't have a good podcast. That's all right. Then you just pick and choose and you like, it's okay to to download a sample of a book on your Kindle. Well, oh, that one's not holding my attention. You know, we're like, I sometimes go through that when I'm trying to find a, a fun podcast, that's going to fit my needs. I'll try a few out. Nope. Don't like that. Nope. Don't like that one. Um, but then you also just take the pressure off. Yeah. I, I like that you say that. Cause it's whether it's a, like a hobby of, or doing something or just consuming something. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's okay to just rewatch things that you, you used to like too. Cause I don't know, sometimes those ones of, Oh, I, I, I really liked that movie as a kid. Um, yeah. I always, well, I still, if I'm tired or overwhelmed, I always put friends on and I've seen it a million times and I will continue probably rewatching randomly episodes of that until the day I die because it soothes me. Yeah. I know my kids and I have watched Modern Family so many times. Yeah, um, we've watched that. Too. All the way through. And then my son's rewatching it. So now since we get in bed and, you know, actually we tried so many different movies kind of talking about this, my my son and my daughter and I on Saturday night and like trying to find, you know, for a nine-year-old, a 16-year-old mm-hmm. and a 42-year-old, we were trying some Christmas things, cheesy. We couldn't find the perfect Christmas thing, another thing. And then we were like Modern Family and we all were there like in a good feeling, even though we yeah. just- <laughs> And it's also, I know, what are we like? We're like, right, we're going to end now and we keep going, but, but, and we'll leave it here. But for me, it's the familiarity, isn't it? Which is the opposite of uncertainty and unknown and unpredictability, which can often get us worry and concern and predictable. It's so predictable. You've seen it before. You know what's coming. You know the characters. And that's why it feels good. Yes. And also when you're laughing and then you, you get into a good feeling, sometimes you're like, I don't even know what I was worried about. Like, you know, it's because sometimes when we're there, well, I'm losing my mind and I could go insane and I'm going to ruin my business and I'm a horrible mom. And it, it feels so <laughs> real at that level of consciousness. And then you, you go off and you, um, 
Yes. I know we're ending. And I'll say it here. I had a client who was like really stuck in OCD and then this meta about OCD and she started getting tired of it and that she would research and obsess. And then she had this thought, she'd put the rest of her life on hold. She got curious that what I'm going to look up dresses. And so she went and she just started looking up dresses and then the thoughts fell away. And she said, it's like started to clue her in. Cause she's like, if they can fall away when I'm looking at dresses, maybe there's nothing really there. Um, yes, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. And she was like, and that's really what started to kind of turn it around. Um, because yeah, if something falls away, when we look at dresses, we go online, we watch friends, it's like, oh, maybe there was nothing there in the first place besides this made up thought that felt really real. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. a nice place to end. Okay. Thanks everyone. And we'll speak to you soon. Bye.